0: Hi, I'm Zohara with The Soloist, conversations on soul, music, education, life, and many things in between, the places we meet in soul. Hello, and welcome back. Two years and seven months passed since my beloved man passed away. Wait. I've checked in the dictionary if I'm using the right word and found this. Definition of pass away. You can say that someone passed away to mean that they died. If you want to avoid using the word die, because you think it might upset or offend people. End quote. Hmm, might upset or offend people. Okay, so I mean passed away, died, not coming back. Well, if you believe in the reincarnation, he's not coming back the same person who left. Anyway, my man is no more in body. If I continue this thread, I'll find myself juggling the topic of what happens when we die. And I know we have many ways of looking or understanding it. Some of you will cling to one way, others to another way, and others will change the way they see it throughout the time. So that's not what I would like to talk to you about. I'm not going to continue this thread because I respect the way you see it right now and have no intention to convince you to another way. What I want to do is to share my experience of grief throughout the times. In episode number 40, I shared with you the experience when everything was raw. It was exactly a month after my men died. I called that episode She Grief. I spoke about it, the beginning of the experience. The experience of the loss penetrated and overwhelmed my being with enormous level of pain, sometimes unbearable. A level of pain that you find it hard to believe that it will ever go away. A fight to survive, to get out of bed, to breathe, to find a reason to go on. It was impossible then to think that i will ever be different that it will never be, be it will ever be different especially when the thought he's never coming back has settled in my mind yes it took time to get it it wasn't from the beginning in the first stages i kind of made a decision to experience it all every emotion and every feeling that came in the package Of grief and loss. I didn't want to run away from it. Something in me knew that if I ran away, this monster will catch me at some point in the future. I knew it was unavoidable to go through the pain. I sort of knew that I'd better experience it in real time, while it's there, fresh, raw, cruel, fierce, uncompromising, while it's happening. So I made a place and space then for grief, for pain, for cry, for anger, disbelief. Now from a vintage point of two years and seven months, I can see that among the parts that make who I am, there was a wise old woman who knew how to guide all the other parts. And while I was away in inverted coma, crying the pain of a lost child, moaning the agony of the maiden, wailing the woman who lost her lover and lamented the woman who wanted to get old side by side with her beloved. While i doing all of this, she, the wise old one, was holding me in her arms, waiting with love and permission to feel it all, as long as it takes. She knew, she who knows. I didn't see then. I had no idea it's happening then. I can see it now from the place that I'm talking to you right now. We're brought up to believe that life is mainly right or wrong good or bad, ugly or beautiful, black or white. And if so, there's grief or love, there's sorrow or joy. And yes, it's true that when we are experiencing one side, it's sometimes impossible to think that another side even exists. So with this in mind, you might think that in order to live normal life, so to speak, you have to move on from grief. You're definitely getting these messages from many people around you. And these are wrong messages. They have nothing to do with the real raw experience of grief. I know it now. I knew it also then but I know it even more now. It mostly comes from people who are afraid to feel the pain. And I can't blame them. People who run away from facing the thought of death. And I can't blame them. People who think that good life is made up of only happy moments. And for that, they will strive and do their best in order to have only happy moments. Isn't this what all of us want? Quite a few people turned their back on me when it happened. Or at least this is how I, I felt. This is how it felt to me. And yes, I was hurt then. And now I'm not. I guess seeing me in pain So, it was so beyond their ability. If they couldn't fix it for me, which of course they couldn't, and I was not willing to pretend that I'm over it, because I was not, they chose to stop being my friends. Even if it wasn't a conscious decision, they were just hiding. They were just avoiding. Avoiding me, avoiding the pain, avoiding my pain. And then there were the people who could hold space for me. It felt to me then that I didn't need much. I needed someone to hear me, to be with me. But I know now that it was actually very much for some people, too much for some people. I'm grateful, deeply grateful to my family and the friends that could bear the scene of my pain and my grief. I discovered many things in the time since my man has gone. I discovered that love and grief are not either or, they are inseparable. I remember back then reading books and articles that say that uh, love is the other side of grief or grief is the other side of love. And I feel that it's more. They're not just other sides. I feel they really are inseparable. They're, that love and grief, Go Together Like Horse and Carriage. Love and marriage, love and marriage. Go together like a horse and carriage. My father loved Frank Sinatra and the long player Vinyl Records would play every time he was at home and love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage was one of them. The song popped in my head when I was writing this or saying this phrase about love and grief And I really feel that love and grief go together like a horse and carriage. You can't have one without the other. You can't have one without the other. What I discovered was that love resides in the grief. and grief lives inside love. When we love someone, we might not think of losing him or her one day, but we know this will happen. We all die, and most of the time we don't die together, so one of us will lose the other person. So if we think of it or not, that that is a given. Grief lives within love. And love lives inside grief because only when you love someone your heart breaks out of sorrow of losing him or her. And I discovered that the two, the love and the grief merge together. They become one entity. Love and grief. One makes the other tangible. A few days ago there was the 50th anniversary of my man and I. This time I could feel the celebration of two loving hearts joining together beyond the body. I celebrated the day in my heart. It was still and always, the anniversary of our love, of our sacred contract to love and respect each other. I remember that on our 30th anniversary, we were in Bali. We renewed our vows then. We created our private ceremony and exchanged vows. We said that our love will continue forever, and not even death will set us apart. And this all came alive now, 20 years later, and I could feel for the first time the real meaning of our mutual vow. This time I chose to celebrate it with joy the joy of the gift we both had. I don't know if I chose joy or if joy chose me, but it came all very naturally this time. I strongly felt the legacy of this love, the bequest to live life to the fullest. To live life to the fullest. As a matter of fact, before he died, My beloved man asked me to promise him that I will live my life to the fullest, also when he's gone. I could not promise him then. It felt impossible. I could do it now. Love is such a gift. Always. Always. I know that love is a very used word. Overused? No. It can never be overused. I know that feeling it, holding on to it, living by it, it never goes away. And it's there to hold us in its arms. So, On our 50th anniversary day, I renewed my vow. I renewed my vow to love with all my heart, to live my life from the heart, with the heart and for the heart. I hug you with all my heart. Thank you for being with us. If you like to support this podcast, please subscribe to it, share it with friends, leave a comment and rating stars in Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. And you could always join our list to get notified when a new episode is on air. If you wish to support the podcast by donating, Please click the PayPal link that you'll find in the show notes. And thank you for your generosity. You could also find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and in my website. All of these appear in the show notes. Wishing you all the best. Lots of love.